0: A disappointing first year in San Francisco for Tommy LaStella ends with Achilles surgery. Tommy LaStella had surgery on his Achilles uh, recently, and he's going to be out for four months. So what does that mean for 2022, the beginning of 2022? Are the Giants going to have to look elsewhere for a second baseman? So we'll talk about the performance of LaStella and projecting forward. And how about this? Donnie Ecker, instrumental in transforming the Giants' offense these last couple of seasons, uh, when he was hi- after he was hired by Gabe Kapler as one of the Giants' three hitting coaches, he is leaving for the Texas Rangers to be their bench coach and offensive coordinator. So we'll get into that as well, and then finally Buster Posey, named by his peers the comeback player of the year. So all of that coming up next on today's Locked On Giants podcast. <laughs> Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants Baseball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and on this show we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Locked On Giants your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, now including YouTube, so check us out there. I also have a personal YouTube channel, Ben Caspic, where I put out bonus content, so I'll link that in the description below, and I would love if you would check that out as well. Anyway, coming up on today's show, as I said, we're going to be talking about these three kind of major pieces of news uh, with LaStella undergoing... Uh, Achilles surgery and Donnie Ecker departing for the Texas Rangers and Buster Posey being named the comeback player of the year. But losing Tommy Lastella, let's talk about that. It was a disappointing first year with the San Francisco Giants. He ended up hitting just 250 with a 308 on base percentage, 405 slugging, only played in 76 games, 242 plate appearances. He was pretty much generally speaking a non-factor and that is disappointing because I really had high expectations for him not that he was going to be a superstar player but I thought in a platoon against right handed pitching he was just going to bring a really unique element to the Giants uh, a lot of contact some surprising power and an ability to hit for a high average and get on base a lot but we generally did not uh, really see that out of him even though we saw it at times So, of course, he had a hamstring uh, injury about a month into the season, and it was pretty serious, and so he missed a lot of time with that. And then when he was on his way back, he broke his thumb while he was getting ready to come back from the hamstring injury. So that set him back again. And then this Achilles thing down the stretch, it kept him out of some games down the stretch, and it kept him out of some postseason innings. And so clearly bothering him, right? And so he ended up seeing a doctor on October 25th a, a week ago in Green Bay Wisconsin the doctor was Dr. Robert Anderson and the consultation resulted in a recommendation for surgery which he had and he's going to miss or excuse me the expected recovery time is 4 months and so that would put him you know the the expectation is that he would be able to get back on the field in the middle of spring training And so that puts his opening day status into question. So these types of things have a tendency to sometimes linger. And so when you're saying four months full recovery, I don't know about that. I just, I'm skeptical always when there's a serious injury. But I also want to talk about the fact that this is his back leg as a left-handed hitter, right? His back Achilles. And that is the leg that you're driving off of to be able to do damage on your swing. And so it kind of makes sense that he didn't quite look right down the stretch for the Giants, even though actually in the playoffs he hit 333 with a 455 on base percentage in 11 plate appearances. So he was on base quite a bit. That honestly, I don't recall him being that much of a factor. I, I want to say that uh, it didn't lead to much. Like, that's a little bit surprising to be honest. I don't recall that being the case, but the numbers don't lie. That's what happened but a zero isolated power. So even though he was on base, you know, he got a hit a third of the time, he didn't have any extra base hits. And that's kind of what I saw was that he wasn't really able to drive the ball down the stretch. And it could just be a coincidence, but let's be honest, like an, an Achilles injury to that back leg is going to influence you in a negative way when you're trying to hit. And it also influenced him on defense from what we've heard, and he had to come out of the game uh because he felt like he was compromised on defense so anyway basically I just wanted to say disappointing first season in San Francisco for La Stella, but I still believe in the skill set this guy was a real force the last couple of seasons in uh, 2019 and 2020 in 2019 it was a full season the last full season before this year and he only played in 80 games and then he had an injury, he, I want to say he broke his leg, something kind of a fluke injury, but in 80 games, he had a 346 on on-base percentage, and he hit 16 home runs in half a season. So this guy has power and also an ability to just really get on base, uh, particularly against right-handed pitching. So I still believe in Tommy LaStella, and I think we did not at all see the best of him this season, but hopefully... Uh, clearing up this Achilles injury, you know, cleaning out the Achilles. I don't know exactly what they did in there, but I have hope that they should be able to get the best out of him in 2022, but they're going to probably need to plan on potentially having this linger. And so Donovan Solano is a free agent. So right now you're looking at Wilmer Flores and you're looking at Jason Vossler and Tyro Estrada and Mauricio Dubon. So it's not the most impact group uh, that would fill in there. And there's really not a great platoon option as a left-handed hitter unless they're going with Jason Vossler, who they mostly stayed away from in 2021. So it's going to be interesting to see how they cover themselves at this position in the offseason, because I do think they're going to need some insurance uh, dealing with a guy coming back from a surgery like this. So anyway, we'll talk about that more throughout the offseason. But next, I want to get into... Donnie Ecker, but before we do, does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. That sounds like me, actually. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream. And it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. The best part is that there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right. As promised, we're going to talk a little bit about... This is kind of major news that's going to go a little bit under the radar. But Donnie Ecker, one of the Giants' three hitting coaches... I actually am blanking on his exact title. Uh, They all had different kind of titles with the Giants, these three hitting coaches... But Donnie Ecker, from what I understand, was kind of the the head honcho among these three and viewed within the industry as an absolute stud and a rising star. And so when we've talked this offseason, going into the offseason, about how uh, some Giants coaches may end up getting poached by other teams, uh, Donnie Ecker, for me, was like the guy who came to mind first and foremost. And it's already happened. He is leaving the San Francisco Giants to be the bench coach and offensive coordinator for the Texas Rangers. So at first glance, I just was reading he's going to be the bench coach. I didn't uh, view it as that much of a promotion. And I was thinking, man, could they have reshuffled their own staff to make Ecker the bench coach to somehow keep him in place? I know that you've got Kai Correa, and obviously you don't want to demote him. But I just thought that the Giants would want to do whatever it took to retain Ecker but then I also learned he's going to be the offensive coordinator. I believe that's the exact terminology. But he is going to oversee offensive development at the major league level and the minor league level. So he has a lot of authority over the entire hitting infrastructure for that franchise. And so that's a big deal for him personally. So congratulations first and foremost to Donnie Ecker. But it is a blow to the San Francisco Giants. When we look at the improvements that they've made offensively over the last couple of seasons, it, a huge part of that is coming from Donny Ecker, and he's going. He's leaving now. So it is sad, and it's a little bit uh, alarming is not the right word, but it's a blow to the Giants. But this is how it goes for teams that have coaching staffs that have a lot of success. like We've seen this from the Tampa Bay Rays year after year people uh poach their coaches, people poach their front office. And so that team has had an ability to just replenish their staff and find the next rising star to come take over a new position and and this is just part of life uh when you're a team a smart team, you know, team a team that other teams see is you're you're getting the most out of your players, right? Like other teams took notice that the San Francisco Giants went out there and won 107 games this season when nobody really expected them to be all that good at all, if even above 500. And so, of course, other teams take notice and and it's not a fluke, right? They're, they understand that you're doing something to get this out of your players. And the Giants, by Weighted Runs Created Plus, by their position players, non-pitchers, were second in the game behind the Houston Astros, who are out here scoring a bunch of runs in the World Series. And nobody outside of the very tight local community really saw this coming. The Giants in 2020, in the short season, I think a lot of people slept on the fact that they dramatically improved their offense. And it wasn't just a small season fluke, which is something we spent a lot of time in the offseason talking about. I don't think it was a small season fluke. And sure enough, they roll into this season set their franchise record in home runs, and on and on and on. So anyway, Donnie Ecker taking on a big role with the Texas Rangers. A lot of people see him as a future manager, and that, to me, is like the next step, right? He's he's a bench coach, and he's overseeing their entire offensive infrastructure. And so it's, it's really exciting for the Texas Rangers, but a big blow to the Giants. And this is what uh, Gabe Kapler had to say to Susan Slusser, In the Chronicle via text message, he said, quote, Donnie Donnie made a big impact for us over the last few years. It always stings to lose great staff members and teammates, but at the same time, we're excited for Donnie to experience a new role and continue his development as a coach. So, yeah, I mean, there's not a ton there in that statement, but that's what Gabe Kapler had to say. The fact is they are going to obviously want to fill that position actually it's not a given because they do have three hitting coaches they could just give greater responsibility to the two others that are presumably staying although that's not necessarily a safe assumption but let's be on the lookout if the Giants are going to in fact bring in a new hitting person and also they do have that third base coach spot to fill with with Ron Wotus retiring so there's going to be more movement out of the coaching staff and we will continue uh to cover it throughout the off season. But man, I'm going to have to take some time to get over uh the 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 main guy really from what I've heard responsible for the transformation of this offense leaving. So, I wouldn't I think a lot of people maybe are going to read into this and say they're doomed. I I don't expect that to be the case. I think that they're smart enough. Gabe Kapler's smart enough. Farhan Zaidi and Scott Harris are smart enough to understand what they need to do to keep this thing going and find the next. That's the thing about Kapler from what we've heard is he's always keeping like a spreadsheet of guys who would be the next in line to take over a position like this. And so I'm certain that they were prepared for this. They possibly even expected this and that they're ready to replace Donnie Ecker but it's not going to be easy you' you're always not necessarily going to get the same thing out of uh, your replacement but they lost their pitching coach even in the short 2020 season Ethan Katz made a big impact look at Kevin Gosman look at Drew Smiley last year and Ethan Katz was an assistant pitching coach to Andrew Bailey and then the White Sox sniped it and <laughs> sniped him maybe may be the wrong word they poached him and Ethan Katz is the pitching coach for the White Sox now so anyway this is Somewhat equivalent to that, and the Giants will have to move on. So we will have to move on, and next we're going to talk about Buster Posey. But before we do, I want you to know that I love Thanksgiving. All of the good food and treats, plenty of them. Maybe you want a yummy dessert but isn't so full of calories and sugar. That makes it the perfect time for built Bars. Built bars, the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. That is the critical point. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories and that's on the low end. Most built bars however are only about 130 calories with just 4 to 5 grams of sugar and plenty of protein. So replace the coconut pie with coconut built bar or go for a raspberry built bar, my personal favorite, instead of that raspberry pie. Low calorie low calorie low carb Low-fat, high-protein, covered in 100% real chocolate. Mm, my mouth is watering thinking about raspberry and chocolate. It's a great option for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a built Bar or two. And go to BiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. All right. As promised, we're going to talk a little bit about Gerald Dempsey Buster Posey winning Comeback Player of the Year award voted on by his peers by the Major League Baseball Players Association. So it's a great honor. There was a great video put out that I saw on Twitter by players. The MLB Players Association put out this video, and there's a lot of cameos by players talking about Buster Posey. Bryce Harper, Marcus Simeon, there were others who have Ryan Mountcastle, I want to say. There were a lot of players just talking about Posey, and it was really cool to see, especially some of the younger guys saying they like grew up watching Buster Posey. So that makes me feel old. I'm sure it makes Posey feel old. But if you look at the season that Posey had and not just the fact that he missed 2020, although a lot of players did speak to that and to, and said coming back and having the season he had after missing a full year, because it wasn't just that he missed the 60 games, but he didn't play, obviously, all year. And then to have the year that he had was truly amazing to them. And so that means that we should consider it amazing because the players understand better than anyone. So I would say that you know generally it, it probably was good for him to get a year off physically. But regardless, I mean, it's not easy to just roll out of bed and have a 140 weighted runs created plus Uh, Posey hit 304 with a 390 on base and 499 slugging. These are just elite kind of numbers, especially coming from the catcher position. So not only should Posey or did Posey win this award, but he should win the silver slugger award as well. And that's something we're going to find out here in a couple weeks in the month of November. But my point was not only did he miss the 2020 season, but in 2019, Posey hit just 257 with a 320 on base and 368 slugging and 84 weighted runs created plus. His first really below average season offensively of his career. So coming back from that and just turning it around, and again, I mean this tying this in with Donnie Ecker, I think that. If you look at what Crawford was able to do, if you look at what Belt has been able to do, a lot of this is a credit to Donnie Ecker and the the hitting coaches in general for being able to get the most out of these players. And so it's a tremendous accomplishment for Posey, who just has a trophy case full of achievements, World Series rings, three of them, of course, an MVP award, rookie of the year, comeback player of the year twice, because, of course... He won it in 2012 when he won the MVP after in 2011, he got taken out by Scott Cousins in that home plate collision and missed the rest of the season after playing in just 45 games that year. So it's just been a career full of amazing accomplishments. To me, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I know some people say he's not a Hall of Famer, but that's just baloney. He has crossed that threshold for me. And it's not even close, really, and and this season, 2021, put a bow on that for me. If anyone had any doubts, he just quieted those doubts in a serious way. So the status of Posey, and this is something that's going to be significant soon, I think next week we'll, we'll have an answer, and that is that the Giants have a club option on Buster Posey. So if he wants to continue playing, he'll be with the Giants. So it's either he's done playing or he'll be back. So he said that he needs to talk with his wife and talk about his future. So it was kind of vague language that made it seem like retirement was a possibility. So we shall see. And the Giants have to make an announcement and a declaration on that club option within five days of the World Series ending. And the World Series is going to end either on Tuesday or on Wednesday. So that is coming up. And then an extension is a possibility as well. So we will cover it all along the way. We do these shows every Monday through Friday, and like I said, we are free and available on all platforms, and thank you for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. Check out my personal YouTube channel, Ben Kaspick, K-A-S-P-I-C-K, for bonus content as well, and I would really, really appreciate that, so thank you so much. Make your second listen, though. How about Locked on MLB? Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, past and present. That show is free and available on all platforms as well. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspic. Please check me out on Twitter, at Ben Kaspic. And if you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out so much. So thank you in advance, and thank you to everyone who's done so already. I can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. We're going to do our Monday mailbag on Tuesday. We skipped it today because there was a lot of news. But anyway, I can't wait to be with you then. Thanks again for listening. Stay locked on Giants.